Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Welcome and uh, well, we're back on the COB once again for another day. I had a day off, came back nice and fresh and here we are this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Danny, uh, the QA of course, Kyle Rodder, market more or less flat. Um, just from just trying to check in and see where it ended. Yeah, no, <laughs> I certainly. I forgot to log um, in. Well, yeah, of course. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take the reins here just very quickly and uh, well, it bounced around a little bit today, but uh, up by uh, oh, a downs yeah. rate very marginally by 0.03%. That's where we're going to catch trade, 73.20 down two points. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how we fare throughout uh, the uh, the post-market auction. It has to be said, we did bounce off the back of those CPI numbers. So We, we did. Um, and compared to the US performance, it's mm. actually pretty, pretty credible here in Australia, isn't it? Because the US uh, had its first big tumble in quite a while. But... Uh, yeah, a few a few of the punters look like they've taken heart from what seems to be a better than expected inflation rate, mm. and uh, I think those energy stocks were a little bit firmer today, and that might have been off the back of um, what our treasurer did, I think, in terms of changing the cap on gas prices or loosening it up a bit. Yeah, so we did see the energy sector higher for the day. We'll crisscross those just in a moment's time, perhaps, but we'll get to the three themes as we always mm-hmm. like to do. Um, inflation falls, RBA pause. Well, I suppose there's a very good chance the, uh, the, the RBA will keep policy on hold, at least in May as well. Market's still betting on that there might be another 25 to go, but nevertheless, May looks like it's likely to be a, a, another hold. Um, Miners dragged the market, though. Yeah, um, yeah. reports, uh, material sector down about 1.16%. Yep, and I was uh, reading earlier today that those um, Singapore iron ore futures, sub 100 US dollars, 100 a ton. So, yeah, a lot of weakness there, and it looks like that might continue. Certainly speaking to some of the experts, mm. there is the view that we could continue to see weakness with those big miners. And obviously, those US banks, we mm. might touch on that a little bit more with our guests today, but it's looking a little bit honky over there with some of those regional banks. But as per usual, or not as per usual, more like as per usual recently, gold is shining again. And the gold stocks, they were running uh, full tilt today, weren't they? They certainly were. And uh, probably a good chance just to look at some of the sectors we wanted to trade today. We talked about the miners before um, and well, down by uh, across the board, it has to be said. Let's see if we can get that graphic up there, shall we? Just the, uh, the miners. Uh, if we may, and here we go, wonderful. Um, the big three down by a small margin, relatively speaking, but still significant. And like you said, Danny, uh, that price, I think pushing below 100 bucks per mm. ton, if I'm not mistaken, at different stages, which considering, you know, we were talking last week, and it was 120 bucks. Absolutely. So, um, quite, a, quite a meaningful fall there. Uh, but you can get a bit of a hint, we've already spoken about energy, but you just touched on gold. Newcrest mining up by just shy of 2%. Let's see if we can get the gold miners up, shall we? 
And uh, there we are, really strong across the board. Evolution Mining, uh, the, the, the shining star there, I suppose you could say, up by 3.2%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they all seem to be finding some love at the moment. Definitely. And, and uh, well, retailers just want to look at the retailers quickly too, because we actually saw a lift in the consumer staples uh, and albeit briefly a lift in consumer discretionary uh, after that CPI release today. It was what sort of helped propel the market back towards, well, like effectively flat. It wasn't an emphatic move, but nevertheless, it was a, a sort of a 20, 30 point move on the uh, the ASX 200 off the, uh, after, after those uh, numbers were released. So mix there probably doesn't really convey the picture, but we did, did have staples up. We also had consumer discretionary up very slightly as well. So slightly secondary in terms of what was driving the market today, but still worth noting because uh, that inflation number was significant. But well, also some corporate news today as well. I don't know if you had a great chance to get across much of it. Sonic is big mm. acquisition, aren't they, over in Germany? Germany, yeah. Yeah, so yeah it was, 258 million or something I think I picked up. Yeah, so it was down in the day in the end, but it was, uh, the report says that uh, the acquisition will be immediately earnings accretive. So buying, you know, what could be considered a fairly profitable asset there perhaps. Um, but, but down, interesting too, because healthcare was up 0.2% for the day. Uh, Kogan announcing a share buy, uh, yeah. buyback as well. Yeah, interesting. And obviously the investors love that. Actually, a lot of investors love a love a buyback, but clearly management feeling that it's just gone a little bit too far. So, uh, yeah, rallying today. Is yes. that really up 7% today? Yeah, 7.2%. Wow. That's a big one. Announced, um, obviously, a, a broader update as well, and um, still still at a loss, I believe, that the, the business is uh, running out at the moment, but um, perhaps heading in the right direction. Maybe we'll get greater detail of that in a moment. Uh, Mineral Resources also out with a production update, and that was really quite negative. Um, um, yeah. It wasn't, at least, it was fascinating for me because unlike maybe some of the other uh, miners that reported uh, or provided production updates last week, probably wasn't as clear-cut as, as bad, but a couple of key mines there just sort of um, providing guidance, I think, at the lower end of, of estimates from what I saw. So mm. I, I don't know, maybe that's behind the, the, the significant drop. What caught my eye was the fact that it's um, services division, mining services division, they said the work is really drying up there. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of experts we've been talking to have been very positive on that part of the business. So unless I misread it, um, that could be why it's taken such a big tumble. But having said all of that I had a really interesting guest Tim Buckley on earlier and mm. we were discussing lithium prices and national security issues in this market and you know the secular trends are really firmly in place for you know our lithium miners so as there's this weakness coming through with the prices um, you know it may provide down the track an entry point or some investors. Yeah, I suppose it's when the sort of cyclical factors diverge from Very sort of structural, cyclical. structural yeah. plays. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it provides some opportunities if uh, if you're you know able to take them. But um, let's get to the stock of the day, actually, because Koshi was back on board yes. uh, at the helm. Yes. So uh, it was yes. nice to see his face around the office once again. But um, the stock of the day was Eagles Automotive. Have a look at uh, what the, the, the guests had to say about this one. Um, a pretty good yield, about 5%. So I can go hold on the valuation. The chart is very, very strong. And that's certainly um, uh, reinforcing this idea of holding. I could start to buy it again. It's not about what I think. I think, look, fair value, a bit flat. 
But if the market likes it, that's all that matters to me. And if it starts to push above 14.50, then I could upgrade it to an ad. So again, putting a toe in the water, putting about a, a third of what you normally put into your share positions, more of a longer term maybe mm. uh, view on this one. I'd agree with Carl. I think it's kind of, I think it was getting to a hold there or and a slight yeah. ad. And um, I think that's right. You know, it, it, it's probably not quite cheap enough. This The stock does move around quite a bit because Nick Politis, owns such a large holding, it's actually very thinly traded once you'd strip out his ownership. Yeah. And there'll probably be a time, I suspect, in the next 12 months, you might be able to buy it a bit cheaper. Okay. Okay, so it was another one of those situations where there wasn't an emphatic clear-cut recommendation there, perhaps, no. but they didn't mind the company. Um, I think that point at the end, because we were just to, to, to let you behind the curtain, obviously, folks at home, but um, having a talk about you know why it sort of moves in this very interesting way in terms of price actions or even, say, technicals, but that point by Ben Clark, really interesting how, uh, is it Nick Politis owns so yep. much of the stock? Yep. That not much of it actually trades, so something to be wary of, I suppose. If you yeah, but they are—they do have the um, sole distribution rights of BYD electric vehicles, mm. which you know Nick Politis keeps talking up, and uh, yeah, they are a very credible um, competitor to Tesla. So uh, yeah, again, that thematic can't help ourselves. We're back to EVs and everything associated with decarbonisation. Of course, <laughs> it's not going to go anyway, anywhere, anytime soon. But um. Before we uh, get to our guest, how about we sort of uh, perhaps chat about the view today? And uh, I don't know, maybe you've been taking a walk around a few lakes, perhaps, because uh, it's about whether something quacks like a duck or sounds <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a duck. It, it is a is a duck, of yeah, course. What, yeah. what, uh, what, what, what are the folks that I'm going to be reading about today? Yeah, well, the duck in this case is a pending credit crunch in the mm. US and a pending recession. And it's really interesting because someone on Twitter said, well, of course, the recession in the US is fully discounted, yada, yada, yada. Well, I tend to disagree because, you know, the markets haven't really corrected at this stage. Some stocks have, but not the big tech at this point in time. And uh, yeah, I just did a little bit of listening to some podcasts yesterday and I was trying to work out what on earth is going in at the short end of the US Treasury curve. And there's mixed views. Some people are saying um, that basically there is a pending liquidity crunch, collateral crunch, and these institutions are going in to buy short dated T-bills because they are very secure. They can be used as collateral. And other people are saying that it is the pull forward in terms of the debt ceiling because tax receipts in the US have not been as robust, which means that the debt ceiling, the whole negotiation might be moved forward. But at the end of the day, the bond markets are making some signals. So it was kind of a little bit of diving in to see, excuse the pun, is the duck really a duck? Is the duck really a duck? <laughs> well, uh, I feel as though we'll soon find out, I suppose, or at least we will in time. But yeah. uh, I've got all sort of um, images of Catcher in the Rye in my head of uh, <laughs> you sitting in a park just feeding feeding the ducks <laughs> as, as you ponder and listen to the podcasts on, on your Anzac Day, perhaps. Uh, a po poetic image in my head. Um, but uh, let's let's shift on and uh, well, let's get to our guest, shall we? Uh, yep. Mark Gardner from Macro Capital joins us again. Mark, great to see you. Um, Good afternoon. Wouldn't mind starting with a point of conversation that uh, we picked apart a little bit on Monday because we were talking about uh, First Republic Bank and mm. uh, your comment at the time was you don't normally uh, push back your earnings report because, of yeah. course, they were supposed to do, on, mm. do so on Friday. Uh, by a couple of days if you've, if you've got good news to report. And lo and behold, it actually probably shook up the market a little bit. Yeah, down 50% in the share price is pretty bad. Um, <laughs> it usually is a bit of a red flag, that sort of thing. And 
Um, look, and as I said on Monday as well, they were focused on the level of deposits or the run on deposits, um, which was worse than even the analysts expected. So, yeah, it really was in that, uh, I mean, Janet Yellen has really, you know, set the tone there and saying, well, it, like particularly with the reporting from the bigger banks, that there was not a run on deposits for those guys because she sort of <laughs> verbally backstopped them. Um, and But there was on the regional banks, which she did not verbally backstop. So um, probably a bit of an error from her, I would have thought. And um, why, you know, I think in those situations, uh, those government employees feel the need to come out and reassure uh, markets. But, you know, unless you're doing it consistently, you actually end up just scaring markets, as the German Chancellor did with Deutsche Bank, which ended up being nothing, etc. So, you know, they, even though she's been a past uh, chair of the Fed, I think she should probably just stick to a lane, I think, in future, um, because I think it's probably compounded the problem quite badly. So uh, they're, they're looking at $100 billion worth of asset mm. sales and trying to pretty much put lipstick on the pig so someone can uh, mm. someone can buy them out essentially um, otherwise it's um so who's going to touch the this loan book because all the loans were written at effectively the wrong pricing compared to where loans are being written at the moment that's what i keep on thinking mm. like recapitalizing this bank is is challenging the share prices down? Uh, in my opinion, I think they should let it fail, to make yeah. an example, because these guys can't keep getting bailed out all yeah. the time. When, otherwise, we're going to have a seven to ten year cycle of these, of these banks pushing the envelope, collapsing, and then you know the Fed or the Treasury turns around and, and bails them out. So, um, you know, I, I think in the situation of Credit Suisse, um, it, it was probably... Being such a being a prime broker globally, uh, that with ca- a lot of counterparty risk, that would have frozen the financial system up pretty badly. But a smaller bank like this, um, realistically, I, I think um, they they can't keep backstopping, you know, these financial institutions to roll the dice, and then the government covers you every time, you know, you know, every time things go pear shaped. So, the signature banks out tonight. Uh, I think the um, regional bank ETFs down sort of four or five percent. Um, in the last sort of couple of couple of sessions, so um, yeah, I think and tonight we've got Meta, Thermo Scientific, mm. um, uh, Thermo Boeing, I think, yeah, Boeing oh, as well, yeah, which is a, um, a constituent of the Dow. So yeah. um, obviously Google and uh, Microsoft sort of saved the day last night after the bell and um, regained a lot of that those losses in the Nasdaq. But um, interestingly, the it was an up it was an uplift in their cloud services for both. Um, mm. We might see a situation where we quite often see um, Meta and, and um, Snap, you know, their customers go back and forth. Um, <laughs> we got Amazon on Thursday um, where, you know, we, this uplift may not be an expansion in, in the actual market or the uptake of the services. It might actually be at the expense of Amazon, which rallied with them. So um, it'd be one to look out for because uh, it's... It's a yeah, considerable, like the actual shopping part of Amazon is such a small part of the business mm. now that AWS is, is the lion's share of mm. their revenue. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on Thursday night as well. So, but there's still still lots to watch. Yeah, I'm going to say, and I've got a tongue in cheek comment to make about Janet Yellen. Maybe First Republic speaker fees aren't quite high enough, so he doesn't want to, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just chuck it in there. Just meant for, to be me. <laughs> for, 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 humorous, for humorous effect, but, you know, kernel of truth. Um, uh, but no, if, if we are sort of focusing once again on these bank, bank stability risks, does you start washing out the earnings story, even the inflation story to an extent again, because we go back to worrying about the stuff that we were at the start of March, which is 
these systemic issues that we can't necessarily diagnose with any level of certainty yet? Yeah, the contraction of money supply is a massive issue, um, mm. probably further to your, um, what's going to be written in the view today. And um, and we haven't had a, like you know a serious contraction uh, in the money supply for decades and decades and decades. So you know we're going to have to cope with it. Um, I think you know from a from a broad perspective, um, even if there's like twelve months of pain, I think it's better than what central banks have done over the last decade and just kick the can down the road and make the asset bubble eventually worse. Mm-hmm. So um, and I, you know, COVID was obviously you know it was very annoyingly timed because they were it was very orderly unwind of that leading into two thousand nineteen. And then with the uncertainty around COVID, both, you know, government spending and, um, you know, and monetary policy was, you know, both barrels of the gun there, uh, flushing the money, uh, you know, uh, flushing the economy with money. So, yeah, we, but we, we do have to sort it out at some stage and, uh, you know, because, in, you know, inflation down the line is much more damaging. Mm. So, um, yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if central banks... You know, try to try to break something, um, and then and then post manage it a little bit because um, yeah, you don't want a situation where inflation sticks around because stagflation, where we have slowing economic growth and higher inflation, um, that's a disaster for equities. I don't think there's ever been a rally in a stagflationary environment. Um, there's been very few of them, but it's uh, it's not good for equities overall. So, the short term pain of the Fed or central banks raising and getting really aggressive is probably much better on a 18 month to two year um, time frame than uh, you know than than letting them space it out over a long period of time yeah. and and you know and possibly causing an, an even bigger down um, you know uh, downfall it's really interesting because um, I've been picking up on again quite a lot of experts and the views around inflation I mean they are just so <laughs> polarized aren't they I've got really big experts mm. out there whether it's David Rosenberg or you know some other really big guys and they're all like you know it's going to be heading easily down to that three percent and then obviously mm. there are others saying stickier but maybe just transposing what's going on um, in in the banks in the US, not to the strength of our banks here, but that competition, you touched on that briefly for our Aussie banks in terms of the competition mm. in the deposit market, competition in the mortgage market. We've got three banks reporting next week. So mm. if we step back and say, okay, if the US kind of wobbles, Australia's two largest sectors in the ASX, banks, not so much the other financials, insurers will exclude those, and the resources. Mm. It's all looking like there's a few headwinds coming in there. Absolutely, yeah. Iron ore's dropped sort of 11, 12% in the last week. Um, I think I still think those big miners are way overpriced. Mm. Um, and look, I mean, Minres uh, fell back quite considerably yeah. today. I mean, they were a little bit unlucky. They picked a, picked a pretty bad time to release. I, I don't think that result was anything out of the box compared to any of the other quarterly updates realistically. Um, they've got the benefit that they're shifting resources um, from that mining services into some of their joint ventures. So at least they can park those assets, uh, you know, those um, you know, uh, assets to you know, be doing be doing something constructive while, you know, obviously that picks up, but it's a, a lot of approvals and things um, that's holding back those new contracts. It's not, there's work in the pipeline, but yeah. until those approvals come through, um, you know, it doesn't really, it's, you know, it's not going to kick off. So, 
Um, but yeah, it's, it really is. I mean, they, the banks particularly, uh, they share prices generally only go up when credit is expanding. Um, and I've done a, I've done back testing sort of mid nineties, and those that was the most reliable um, correlation. And uh, credit's been expanding; it's, it's expanded six hundred odd percent in Australia since twenty uh, and um, and we, you know it's going to pull back. So I, I I would think that those banks realistically have got you know, at least a good six to twelve months ahead of them, where it's going to be tougher conditions, and you'll probably pick up some bargains. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm, you know, I've been consistently saying lately, it's not a bad time to sit on the sideline. And, and you're right about the inflation data. Like, you can get really credible, strong experts for both sides of the yeah. argument at the moment. And, um, you know, if you if people are so split and really smart people are so split, then... Heaven it's, help it's, the poor retail investor. Well, I just, <laughs> that's where I'm putting up my hands and going, if they don't know, I, I, I'm a fool to think that I'd know. So it... Um, and, you know, you can... You can get paid to sit on those sidelines at the moment because a good the good thing about you know um, a credit crunch or um, tightening money supply is you're going to get you're going to get higher returns um, in risk-free assets. So you know it's um, just I think it's a really good time to be patient overall because you know it's I don't see it rallying from here. There's too many headwinds. Um, and whilst, and I think that those big, those mega caps in the US are really disguising mm. a lot of the broader weakness, um, and they will eventually, you know, they will eventually succumb as well. But they're obviously they're a bit more cashed up and uh, a little bit ahead of the game and getting rid of staff and things like that. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we shall see what happens. But May, I think the consensus is down seven percent or something from from analysts in, for the S and P US analysts for, um, in May. So, which I think's you know, a little bit, little bit eye-opening, but um, you know, we'd, we'd only really be going back to where we were at the start of yeah, the year. Exactly. So. Might be a good place to leave it. Actually, it was a good comment. <laughs> Mark Garden and Macro Capital appreciate your time. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Well, uh, we'll push on. We'll just have a look at what's coming up overnight, and um, sort of had to dig around a little bit because I think Meta and um, you know we spoke about Boeing before as well. Probably the two biggest results, bookending the day's trade. But Boeing's coming out before the bell. Meta will be able to wake up to that tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, U.S. core durable goods is probably the top of the macroeconomic mm-hmm. calendar, so nothing too sexy there. But certainly those um, earnings numbers will be significant. Absolutely. Yeah. PCE on Friday, so people are probably yeah. hanging out for that one, I suspect. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be the big um, climax of the week, but perhaps uh, there. To the leaders and laggards. And let's take a look at uh, what finished at the top of the table on the market today. And, well, yep. there's a theme there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, really, with the exception of New Hope and Stockland. So Stockland reaffirmed their guidance and uh, basically said, you know, the housing component is still doing quite well. So that was about up about two and a half percent. New Hope uh, had a bit of a rally as well, but those energy stocks were firmer today, including the coal stocks. I think West African Resources also had an announcement, their results today. 
I uh, <coughs> stand to be corrected up about 2.8% and Gold Road taking the lead at up 5% and Evolution Mining up uh, almost 3.2%. So gold stocks again back in favour with a little bit of support from the gold price overnight but obviously concerns about the banking sector. Not the big banks in the US, need to separate them out really clearly. It's the regional banks and not all regional banks, but yeah, a bit yeah. risk off. You wouldn't want to be the second Australian journalist to uh, potentially spark an international bank run, of course. Um, <laughs> let's go and have a look at the laggards now. Uh, and there we go, mineral resources, we spoke about it before, down 9%. So. Um, again, it just seems to be one of those things where disappointments are being sort of punished uh, at the moment in these markets. Totally. So, nine uh, percent is pretty significant for what was, I think, delivered. Um, mm -hmm. You also made that really good point before that the devil is often in the detail. Mm -hmm. Some of those commentary around mining services. Although, as Mark said, it's de mm. it's deferred you know, delayed, but it's not cancelled. And that's kind yeah. of important there. A2 Milk down 5%. I think that was off the Sinlay uh, downgrade in terms nice. of earnings there. Uh, Pilbara, maybe Pilbara just caught a little bit of Minres's profit taking. I'm not aware of any news on that one because no. it rallied quite hard, I think, on Monday. Yeah, it was up there on Monday, up sort of 5%. So just, um, you know, we're talking about the, the funny money that goes through the markets in that yep. space. One thing I can offer uh, light on is the, uh, the irrational behaviour of retail traders sometimes. <laughs> so if I can count myself amongst that group and I've uh, been very, very close to them. Love trading those uh, lithium names. So uh, plenty of momentum on an intraday basis. Um, uh, not much on brain ship there from, from what I could tell. Just uh, a, a big move from a volatile stock, obviously 38 cents. So down by 6.17%. And drum roll please, time for the small caps. And let's see what's been moving at the lower end of the market. Well, ah, Impediment there was there the other day. And for medical is, 4D medical is back again as well. That was one that we were talking about, I think, a couple of weeks ago, having rallied, I think they got a contract. I don't know what's going on in, within Pedimed. And then we've got Mel, Melbana Energy up 15%, Galileo yeah. Mining up 13 and Centrex up 11%. And Galileo is so uh, a company that we've had on the show before. Nothing that I can see here in terms of news, but you know, of course, uh, could be anything 13% or so, nothing. Uh, in the news that I can see today. Let's go, if we can, to the laggards in the small cap space now. And we might not have that graphic. No, not working. That's okay. We'll, uh, we'll move on from that. And, well, um, I suppose that kind of takes us to the end of this. Goodbye. Um, Adieu. Yeah. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's a cultured one here. I'm just a, a boy from the burbs in Melbourne, unfortunately. But, uh, yes, we will say uh, farewell a bit and say... Uh, exactly. There you go. I'm I'm the same. Yeah. Uh, got the girlfriend, <laughs> girlfriend in, uh, in Germany at the moment, so I've got to try a few uh, a few tricks. But um, sort of a uh, negative day for the market. Those gains to see. I think it's quite market. positive on a relative basis. Well, we we, we could have been off, you know, one percent or something. So I think the little little Aussie market. Sorry, it's not a little Aussie market. It's a big Aussie market. Yes. But I actually think on a relative basis. It actually did quite well, and uh, yeah, it's it's all about relatives at the moment, isn't it? Relative percentage moves. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's a good place to, to end that too. Well, um, remember, catch up on all the views and interviews on our website and app. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow morning. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission.